welcome back to We Speak Dispatch. Another great episode is right here for you. We have even a special guest with us today. So, but first, our usual suspects are here. There's Leslie over there. Say hi, Leslie. Hello. There you go. And there's Joe down there. Hey, Joe. Hello, Doug, and everybody else. Hello, everybody. Good good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever we're at time zone we're on. And our special guest is Connie. Connie, thank you for hi. joining us today. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, my name is Connie. I'm in California. I work for a large agency in LA. And how long have you been on? Four and a half years. Four and a half years. So you're fairly new at this, which is good. You haven't been spoiled yet. So yeah. <laughs> at least I hope well, not. So. <laughs> but, uh, she, she's not normal anymore either because that <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's out the door right now. So yeah. <laughs> all right. So our, our question today is kind of I'm I'm going at it a different way because we're gonna play a game. Uh -oh. game is the first part of this game is how would I handle that? How would mm -hmm. I handle that? So we're going to talk about these things. So here's the thing. How do you handle if you go to work and you are just not in it today? You just don't feel like it. You're kind of in burnout or you're just like, oh, I can't go to work another day. How do you pull yourself out of this funk that you're in right there? So how, who wants to go first? Connie does. Well, like you said, you know, I'm fairly new, but I, I love my job. And there are those days because I do have like headaches, like I'm a headache queen, mm. queen of headaches. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I have a really good crew. And I think that's important. Okay. We have a really good crew. I have really good deputies. And like we, you know, but oh, we, we joke around. So I how think about, that really makes this? a big difference. Connie, you've only been on four years. Think back to when you were a trainee. Did you ever come to work thinking, oh my God, I gave up a good job to shop here or to work here? <laughs> How did you get yourself like back in the game? Like, I got to do this today. I got to learn what I got to do, whatever it might be. Yes. I So, well, when I was on training, I just thought I could never do this. I was like, I can't. They're, they make it so easy. Like, they'll be like 911 and they'll still be like looking around or like you know, talking <laughs> to other people. I'm like, wait, how do you do that? And I just couldn't. And they can still listen to the radio. And I yeah. just couldn't, but they're like, no, you just need practice and then you'll do it. And here I am. Like, wow. so it just, it's really practice. Okay. With practice, that, that does help. Uh, Leslie, how about you? How do you get yourself out of a bad kind of just not feeling it mood? Well, I think kind of like Connie, it's so much of it depends on the people that you work with. And yeah. if hopefully not everybody has the same bad mood on the same day, because then you're kind of, <laughs> but, um, but I think it's, that so being around other people and then you know i if i have to work the phones and i have to take phone calls i think it's that first interaction that you have over the phone where you're talking to somebody whether they've been you know they're in an in-progress event or something else has happened you, it reminds you hey it's not about me this is not about me i'm here to provide a service to others and i think sometimes that's enough to kind of kick you back into hey why did I walk through the door in the first place? So yeah, I think that's especially those of us that have been on a long time. I mean, Leslie's been on a long time. I mean, way back in like the early seventies. So we've all, I mean, I just finished about 30 years on the job. So it's like, you know, you kind of get into that mode of like, I've got to get myself back in the game here. So Joe, how do you do it? How do you get yourself back ready to go? I'd, I'd say two different ways. One is I have an accountability group outside of work. Oh, and wow. so we do a weekly email check-in 
and it's two other people that are different professions than what I am. And I met them and we try to challenge each other each week by email for personal growth and development. And we're responsible for emailing those people back and explaining how our week went and how it unfolded. So I know I'm accountable to two other people. And then the second thing is when I get to work, I try to find something when I'm having a negative day that I truly enjoy doing during downtime. So if it's something that I can do that I like doing, like learning more about the radio or whatever it is, if you like doing something at work and then also having peers that you know can come in and saying, look, you're, you're off today, you're having a bad day and empowering those people to tell you that when it happens. I know I recently went around our department because I'm expecting a busy year next year for different reasons. And I asked people, I said, if I'm off on a certain day, would you be comfortable in just telling me you're off today? Call it, call me out on it and let me know so that I'm aware of it. So I do a, a lot of things with um, people in the profession and out of the profession to help keep me on track. Wow. How did wow. you get hooked up with that uh, other group of people you email and stuff? How did you- Yeah, get... the accountability partners. Yeah. I love that wow. idea. Yeah, the, the accountability group was actually through my John Maxwell team certification. I met them at that certification mm. and they were also first timers at that certification. And we went through it together, got to know each other, and just really found out that we had a lot in common. Um, one was military, one works as a volunteer firefighter, and here I was the 911 person. Mm -hmm. And so we had quite a bit in common, and we've just stuck with it. It's been three years running, and I think we've missed two weeks total. Wow. Wow. That was great. It's really yeah. like, it sounds like a great idea. Everybody should be jumping on that thing. My goodness. Yeah. I, I suddenly, I feel very um, worthless. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. I'm like, because my answer was not that. I mean, I was, how do I get myself out of a funk? Probably drinking a lot. But yeah, the but thing <laughs> is, no, I'm just kidding. No, I frowned upon that at work. I love that idea. I think you kind of get into a big deal about that. So we have accountability partners at work. Oh, is um, it the same thing like Joe's got? It's, I don't think it's that formalized. It's kind oh. of, you find somebody within your, not necessarily part of your chain of command. So you can go and talk freely to them and not have to worry about, you know, stuff coming back at you, but yeah. it's just somebody that, that has that freedom, like, like Joe's talking about to really call you on it and say, Hey, you know, you're wrong in this situation, or maybe think about this or something like that. But I, I like the, the weekly check-in, especially with people outside of yeah. what we do, because like, you know, Connie, we, we kind of joke about she's, she's been in it for four years, but she's not normal anymore. It doesn't take long for us to kind of isolate ourselves into this very unique, sometimes dysfunctional group and to continue to reach out to people outside of what we do, I think is awesome. I think that's a great idea. I just, wow, that is so like profound. I really think that's something that people should try to get. I mean, I know, I know a lot of people in the business only have friends in the business. Right. I mean, a lot of us only have friends that are, so it's hard to find people outside of the business that even understand what the hell we even do. Yeah. And to have that kind of thing, that's great, Joe. I mean, I think that's, that's such a really thing. Wow. I like that. All right. Here's the second part of this thing. Cause you kind of, you kind of led me to the second part of this thing early on, but I'll throw this back out to you. Question number two, and how would you handle that? How would you handle it? If you're working with somebody who's in a bad mood or working with somebody that you saw in the parking lot on the phone yelling at somebody and now they're coming in and you know something's wrong how do you address that would you feel comfortable telling your peer that maybe you don't like but now you're sitting next to today and they're sitting there in a bad mood and treating the public bad how do you kind of address that how do you do that who wants to go 
I can hmm. kind of touch base on that a little bit, Doug, is we went through a uh, five-step uh, growth thing on one of our shifts to empower each other to communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. uh, but the first step that I told them about was becoming more self-aware. So the person had to identify their kind of things that they could work on. And by saying those to the group, it empowered the others to be aware of what they want to work on and then holding them accountable. Yeah. And then being more present and you know asking effective questions and active listening. And when you empower people on how you change the culture, when somebody does hold you accountable and call you on it, it's more comfortable. I think all too often in comp centers, we're uncomfortable addressing things that make us uncomfortable yeah. instead of being comfortable and realizing it's an opportunity for growth. And so I think we need to focus on how do we move towards growth and overcoming those things where we need to be able to hold each other accountable and call each other out on those days. And you know, some people don't really feel it because you, you ask somebody, yeah, are you okay? And they're like, I'm fine. And you know, they're not fine. And you're like, how do I kind of drag that out of them to say, look, man, it's okay. You can, we can talk about what's going on. We're adults here for God's sakes. It's like, we can talk about this kind of stuff. So Connie, yeah. how do you deal with this kind of thing? You've only been on four years. That's a long enough time to figure this thing out. <laughs> well, um, if it's someone that, you know, like we, I don't know, someone I'm closer with, then right. I'll be like, Oh, are you okay? Like maybe if you need this, talk to me, if you need this, someone to talk to, then I'm here. Someone mm -hmm. that I'm not close to, um, I mean, I wouldn't really say that I'm a little too new, but we still like get the work done though. Right. Like, it hasn't been a, a place where, um, like they couldn't function at work. Yeah. It, it just sometimes used to drive me crazy because as a supervisor, I would have employees come tell me like, Hey, Bill's in a bad mood today. And I'm like, well, did you talk to him? Oh God, no, no, like, no. <laughs> why can't you, <laughs> why do you yeah. want me to get involved? Dude, I'm the supervisor. That's going to change the dynamics. It's like, mm -hmm. if it happens out on the floor and they talk to each other, it's, it's kind of a good thing. How about Leslie? What do you got over there? Well, and you hit on it a little bit talking about a supervisor because as a supervisor, it is, I have to be very careful about approaching somebody and talking to them about that because they may immediately think, uh oh, I'm in trouble. You know, oh no, the supervisor's coming to talk to me. So, and and to Connie's point too, I think it's very, uh, very much depends on the relationship that I have with that person. So I can, you know, just if I see them maybe getting up and they're going to the break room or they're going to go, you know, grab a soda or whatever, then maybe I'll go and just, you know, catch them outside the center. Yeah. And maybe low key it a little bit to say, hey, you know, you just you just seem like something's going on. Is everything OK? Is there anything that I can do? And then and sometimes depending on the relationship, they'll say yes or no or whatever. But also, like Connie talks about. We haven't had a situation where um, even people who really don't like each other, um, when the when the brown stuff hits the round thing and everybody needs to work together, it's like that automatic. I'm in the zone and I'm done. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, that's enough to get people over the hump uh, for a little bit. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's a tough one. It's a, you know, I'll tell you what, I, I really tried as a supervisor to kind of like, I hate to even say it like this, but that open door policy where people could come in and just talk. And I know every place that I worked, I worked in 10 different centers that I would have my door, like people would just stop by and just chit chat about stuff. Oh yeah. And I could always tell the ones that really wanted to talk because they would come and be like looking at the schedule, which hangs by the door. And they're just standing there and you're like, hey, what's going on? Nothing. And you're like, no, come here. What's going on? And yeah. even my captain was always telling me, Doug, are you like a psychologist or something? What the hell? People are always sitting there talking. <laughs> like, 
I said, they just yeah. like, tell, they want to know, like somebody cares and says, look, are you okay? It's like, what happened? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I only wish that was a full circle thing because I mean, unfortunately, I mean, my last couple of years were pretty damn rough. And it's like, right. I, I wish somebody would have said that to me and said, Hey, yeah. Doug, something's up. You're not, something's going on out there because after a while, these calls just kind of come down on you. And my last year, we had some pretty horrific calls mm -hmm. that I was like, man, that's hard to deal with. And it's like, but I couldn't let the floor see right. I was experiencing this kind of stuff, even though I think they all saw it. I think it was pretty obvious, but it was one of those things where I, I wish everybody could step up and say, look, I don't care if you're a supervisor or not. Are you okay? Yeah. Like, I yeah. Mean, I think that kind of thing is, is big out there. So Connie, do you ever get called to the supervisor office? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> down there. There she is. Get, brings an apple for the teacher every day. Well, <laughs> said, you know, if, if as a supervisor, I call you and say, are you okay or whatever, that could change the dynamics. Mm -hmm. then it's like, am I in trouble? Did I say something? What did you hear? Whereas if it's a, line level person talking to another line level person that could definitely change things. So right. I think Doug, one of the things, and I, I know we we've spent a lot of time talking about COVID and everything else, but as a supervisor working right now, I think COVID has challenged uh, supervisors, leaders, and managers to make sure they're really checking in on their employees and starting to build that communication um, door that everybody feels safe telling everybody what's going on because mm -hmm. This thing is impacting a lot of people and uh, making sure we're staying in touch with our employees and building that trust with them so that they feel comfortable talking to you. And in case you're a supervisor or leader and you need somebody to talk to as well, it's equally as important. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's yeah. kind of like way back when I worked in LA in the early nineties, when the Rodney King situation was going on, there was a lot of social unrest and people were burning down buildings and just, it was, it was horrific downtown. It was really like, I mean, I never saw hardcore dispatchers in my life actually be scared. I mean, they were scared to leave our building because of all the gunfire you could hear outside and just the way everybody was burning everything down and running around out there. It was just a very traumatic time. And at that time, I don't think our department was even geared to how to handle that kind of stuff. So we weren't like, hey, forget the fact that we're going through this thing. How about the emotional toll that it's taking on people to go to work in that environment? And I figured it's the same way with COVID. I mean, that's out there and it's this thing that everybody's working through. And it's like, that's gotta be a scary situation. When you talk to somebody, you don't know whether they've got it or what. Right. And, it's, and yeah. the way the media is portrayed it, it's a very like, oh, it's scary and this whole thing. So that's gotta add another thing. What are they doing at your place, Connie, to, to help you with COVID? Get to work. But do you guys, do you guys have masks at work? uh it's not mandatory but when we talk to the public like at the counter then yeah we would we would wow. there's a thermometer but no one touches it <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. we have that too yeah. <laughs> wow and I think sometimes this um you know we kind of joke about how this job changes us and we're not normal anymore but sometimes i think you kind of walk into the comm center and it's kind of a sigh of relief because you kind of be like okay yeah I've got a little bit of control here and we do. And, and, and I think maybe it depends on the size of the agency too, but we do have some pretty candid open conversations about just the frustrations that we're all dealing with, with COVID and, you know, civil unrest and the elections and all this other stuff. Um, so sometimes I think those relationships that you have in your center really give you an opportunity to kind of let some of that guard down a little bit because you're with your people, so to speak, and, and they can all relate to 
at least part of what you're you're going through yourself and that's and that's the thing i think that you have to kind of have that kind of openness to have people be willing to tell you what's going on and, and talk right. about things and stuff so I mean, I think that's a that's a good one. Well, I mean, this was another great episode, Connie. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Yes, thank you for inviting Hopefully me. Some insight and some cool stuff out there. So yes. one thing, I just want to kind of mention a couple of things here before we get off. We're just about at 15 minute mark right now. So um, if you haven't got your We Speak Dispatch decal, we have them. If you want to send us an email, we'll be glad to send you one. But the only caveat is you have to take a picture of where you placed it and send it to us so we can see the picture. And here's the problem. I've seen a couple of these out there where people are taking pictures, but they put it on private so only their friends can see. And that means I can't share it with anybody. So make sure you send us a picture of this thing wherever you've got it. So Connie, there'll be one in the mail going to you right now. So just- Oh, I have one. You guys yes, send me one. one. But I haven't, I haven't sticked it on anywhere yet. Okay, now you have to stare. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for joining us. Joe, give us a word where, where they can hear this broadcast go down. Oh, they can hear us on all over different podcasts, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. But I want to throw a shout out to all of our special fans from the United States, Canada, Qatar, Ireland, Russia, Germany, Madagascar, Singapore, and Taiwan. We speak this back to the international right now. <laughs> that's also that's where I'm from, so I'm oh, so proud. See, Which call one, them over where? there. Taiwan. That's nice. awesome. We, we have fans from We Speak Dispatch on from Taiwan. So oh, that's that awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's crazy out there. So all right. Well, I appreciate everybody's patience and time today. And we had a great time. Thanks for joining us, Connie. Thanks for joining us, Leslie and Joe. We will see you next time on We Speak Dispatch because if we're speaking dispatch, you better be speaking dispatch too. See you next time, everybody. All right. See ya. This is Courtney, and you've been listening to another great episode of We Speak Dispatch, proudly sponsored by our friends at Zybex. 911.